So taking the first few moments of the sitting to settle into a natural stillness in the body, allowing the weight of the torso to settle onto the sitting bones, on the cushion or chair, and letting the body come to a natural stillness rather than holding yourself rigidly or tightly upright. Relax. And in the settling of the body onto the sitting bones, checking to see that the eyes are closed gently without squeezing, that the shoulders are relaxed so they can drop or settle, unclenching the jaw. Relaxing the arms and hands, ungripping the hands. And relaxing the pelvis area. So that we can let the weight of the torso settle onto the sitting bones. And then relaxing the feet. Throughout the sitting, we want to take notice whenever there's any tension or holding creeping into the body. You can be sure it's a sign of increasing holding or tension in the mind. So we want to check to see that the body is relaxed or at least at ease in the sitting posture. Then taking a moment to acknowledge how the environment is experienced. Taking note of the ambient temperature of the room and how it feels, a little cool, a little warm, or just right. Noticing also the ambient humidity of the room, maybe feels a little humid or muggy, or maybe it's unnoticeable to you. Taking note also of the ambient sound of the room. Noticing also the occasional distinctive sounds of others within the room moving, coughing, or the sounds of traffic outside occasionally, or the sound of my voice. We're just taking notice of the way things are in the environment including the silence in which the sounds appear. And just as we turn our attention within the body to notice what is being felt or experienced, and we turn our attention to the environment to notice how that is experienced, we also want to Turn our attention to the mind, checking out the mental flavor, if you will, or the temperature of the mind. So what do we see? What do we notice when we take note of the mind as it approaches this moment or this period of sitting practice? Is there some expectation in the mind? Does the mind feel tense and hypervigilant? Is there some sluggishness or heaviness in the mind? Is there a sense of ease 
a willing, open, receptive attitude of the mind. So in these first few moments of the sitting, we're just checking out the internal and external environments. Just noticing what is being known and experienced. And in this way, beginning to establish a continuity of awareness. In doing so, we gently put aside the thinking mind, the planning, the figuring out, the strategizing, as much as possible, just turning your attention away from them, not out of judgment, but just out of greater clarity of the present moment's experience. Again, as we attend to the present moment, what's going on in the body, what's going on in the mind, let your attention be relaxed open, receptive. And for most of you, there'll be a primary object, a primary meditation object to attend to. For many of you, it'll be the breath, either at the nostrils, the chest, or the belly. And our training is to attend to the rhythm of the breath, to be aware of when breathing in and when breathing out, noticing the unique experience of breathing in and the unique experience of breathing out. This is not primarily a breathing exercise. It's an exercise in training awareness So we don't need to burrow into the breath, trying to see something so subtle, so refined. Just notice the breath as it appears to you. Knowing that breathing in is being known, breathing out is being known. If you have or are familiar with another primary object in your meditation, you can use that. Again, the practice is to be aware and to establish a continuity of awareness. What you're aware of is not so important. It can be the breath or the posture or sounds but pick one of those to attend to. So as you breathe in and out, carefully feeling the movements or sensations within the body. knowing that breathing in is being known, breathing out is being known. And keep an eye on the attitude with which you pay attention. Are you so relaxed that you can't really sustain your attention on the breath? Are you tight? in the mind reflected as tightness and rigidity in the body? Or is there a relaxed openness in the body as well as the mind that can receive the experience of the breath? So monitor how you're approaching the practice.
Is there a sense of struggle, tension, hypervigilance? Is there a dull, passive, disengaged hope? Or can there be an energetic but calm, open receptivity to the present moment's experience? In the beginning, it's not possible to be continuously aware. And so quite naturally, the mind will wander off into thoughts, daydreams, forgetfulness, being spaced out. This is natural. Not to be too upset, concerned about that at all. But when you recognize it, be willing to put it aside turning your attention again to the primary object, the breath, the posture, the sounds, whatever it is that you're using to attend to, to establish and maintain the continuity of the awareness. Again, noticing throughout the sitting when the body begins to tighten up or get tense or rigid, See if you can relax. Or when the mind gets into a struggle or tight, see if you can relax the mind. So this is the practice to develop a continuity of awareness on the simplicity of a primary object. Just do the best you can and let that be good enough.
periodically refresh your attention, noticing the next breath as if it was the first, coming out of any stupor or drowsiness or dullness, clearly recognizing breathing in is being known and it's like this. Breathing out is being known and it's like that.
So each day at this sitting, at the beginning of the sitting, we'll offer additional instructions. And at the end of the sitting, at this time, we usually have 15 minutes for questions about your practice that we'll try to answer. But sometimes at this time, some of the staff who are sitting will get up and leave, but we'd like to ask the rest of you to remain because it's one of the mm, few teaching teaching periods during the day where we can offer guidance and instruction in the, in the practice. So, how'd it go? Don't be shy. If you don't have questions for me, I'll have questions for you. <laughs> yeah. Ninety-seven percent torpor. So there was quite a lot of torpor. Often you struggle with it, but this time you tried to observe it, and mm, you could observe it a little bit, but it was still torpor. Now I have a question for you. Is that okay? I actually think it was. My usual approach is to fight it. Yeah. I think that's a good, so the comment is that he usually struggles with torpor and sometimes stands up, opens his eyes, whatever. But this time he just decided to observe it and could observe it a bit, but it still was there. And I think that's a good attitudinal adjustment to make. You know, we don't need, we want to be careful about struggling with anything. You know, what we notice is often very deeply conditioned habits. Wandering mind, restlessness, anxiety, frustration, sloth and torpor, dullness. And we think, oh, I'm doing practice. I shouldn't be experiencing that. And we try to get rid of it. Wrong attitude. The struggle is all, uh, it just depletes your energy. So instead, if we could welcome every experience, even the unpleasant ones like pain or the, the difficult ones like sloth and torpor or restlessness, if we can welcome them and just say, okay, this, this is the way it is right now. Can I be with it? We don't add another layer of struggle and judgment and frustration to it. It's just an unpleasant experience that we're working with, knowing full well that in time, it'll pass. Maybe not at our time, but in time. <laughs> yeah? That's a good understanding to keep about everything that you experience. Oh, it may be really unpleasant now. It may be really difficult, but it'll pass. Yeah? See if you can bear with it you know, as best you can. Not struggling, but just bear with it and notice what's going on there. Somebody else had a question? Yeah. Torpor is, well, there's, uh, of, the, of the five hindrances, sloth and torpor is one. Sloth and torpor is one. Anyway, sloth and torpor is one. Of the, it's two of the one. It's one of the five. Torpor, sloth is kind of a laziness, and they both refer to something like sleepiness, dullness, laziness. But the, the sloth is more like laziness. The torpor is more like heaviness of mind. It's what a very heavy, humid day feels like on the body. Torpor feels like that on the mind. You know, it feels like, mm, mm. And even if you try to arouse energy, cannot. Huh? It's still like wrapped up in a heavy blanket on a humid day. Ooh. Not pleasant, but not really painful either. It's just, well, we prefer light, crisp, clear, distinct, and it's not that. So just see if you can bear with, you know, the kind of the unpleasantness of it. 
What else was noticed in your sitting? Well, the comment is that she had some pain in the body and usually she gets very militaristic about it and you know, kind of beats herself up and stiffens up and tightens the mind and thinking that that's the way to deal with it. But this time she just moved, got some relief, felt good about that, put it back, and it was okay. And then she adds the kicker. I don't know what to make of that. Right? Why make anything of it? It's just the way it is. You know, pain comes to the body. Anybody else have pain in the sitting? Eh. If you look around, you see you're not alone. It happens. Don't make a problem of it. You know, bear with it. You know, if you can, you know, be, bear with some. See if you can get close to the discomfort. Bear with it. No, oh, discomfort's being known. Mm, ouch, I don't like this, but let me see if I can just bear with it. Knowing full well. You can move anytime you want. There's no, no, there's no prohibition against moving. And if the mind is just going to get tight and really contracted and frustrated with the pain, you know, wanting it to go away but it's not going, what's, this, what's the value of that? There's no value in that. So bear with it, knowing full well, oh, this is the nature of pain. It's like this. Okay. When it becomes overwhelming and you just can't be mindful of it anymore, you're just squirming, the mind is just squirming, it's looking at the watch, how much longer have I got to sit like this? You know, then just move. But move with, with full intention. Move. Feel the relief of moving. That's what you moved for. You moved so that you get some relief. So don't forget to m- notice that. Ah. Yeah. Then you can go back to whatever posture you want, and just keep going from there. That's okay. Sounds good. Anything else? Or what else did you experience? Yeah? Um, so, when my legs get very sore, I try to think about lightness. You try to think about lightness. To be light. To be light. So the comment is, when her legs are sore, she tries to think about lightness as a way of, or just think about anything else as a way of kind of distracting yourself from the discomfort. Hmm? I'm not really thinking about anything else, but just to not invest in the pain. I don't know. Just, I don't know whether my mind is going blank or whether it's Okay, so the comment is when there's some soreness in the body, some discomfort. Um, sometimes she blanks out, sometimes she thinks of light, or doesn't know really what happens, but is that okay? Well, you know, we're going to try all kinds of things, you know, in the course of our coming to know the nature of discomfort in the body. We'll try thinking our way through. We'll try, try the militaristic approach. We'll try ignoring it. We'll try many different things. But in the end, we're just going to have to know what it's, what's going on there. So if we can remember that in the beginning and just say, okay, well, here it is, you know, discomfort in the body. Let me just see if I can bear with it for 30 seconds. What is it really? What is the nature of this discomfort? Well, it feels like this. You know, it feels like aching or hardness or numbness. And you can just say, oh, numbness is being known. Hardness is being known. Aching is being known. 
Now it's unbearable. Okay, unbearability is being known. Okay, and then when you want to move, just know, oh, moving is being known. It's okay. We observe what's happening in order to understand it. If we try to get rid of it, if that's our agenda, to get rid of something, it's like, I don't want that, I want this. Then you can see what the mind does. You know, when the mind doesn't want something, it just goes, you know, that's tension. So we don't want to create more tension in the mind. We just want to say, okay, this is the way it is. Let me just, let me just acknowledge it. Let me just be with it if I can. So there's an open, receptive, maybe you don't like it, that's understandable. We don't like unpleasant experience. But this is what's happening right now. So let's see if we can just relax. Don't add another layer of frustration and struggle to it, but just see if you can open to it and be with it for a while. Learn something. Just know this is the nature of pain. What can I learn about the nature of pain? It's like this. Okay, now I'm going to move. Okay, move. No problem. Is bringing compassion to what is, adding an extra layer? So is, is bringing compassion to what is, adding an extra layer? If you can do it as an attitudinal thing, just say, you know, this is the way it is. Let me just, let me just be kind to it. Let me, just, let me just approach it. Let me not struggle with it, try to get rid of it. Just, then I think as an attitude, that's, that's fine. But if it's a... Mm, if it's a if it's a mantra like activity of mind that really takes you away from the experience i i don't think that's the best way of dealing with it i think the best way of dealing with it is see if you can gently approach it feel it know that it's unpleasant and and uh, treat it like that if you're just kind of doing some other activity, you know, with words, it really takes you away from the experience of the discomfort. So see if you can be compassionate rather than do something compassionate in order to get away from it. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Um, my experience is when I'm watching the breath, um, I will notice... For instance, if I'm watching the nostrils and paying attention to the breath in the nostrils, yeah. I'll notice it on the in-breath, but I, it will become imperceptible to me on the out-breath. Yeah. So what happens then is usually it's almost like there are all these people waiting at the door, and the out-breath, when I, when I don't notice it, somebody slips in and something comes in. So I don't... Is that something that just changes and I become more aware of this very subtle? Because I feel that that also then if I watch the, the belly, once it leaves the belly and it goes into the chest, am I to follow it? Because that will keep my concentration and my focus. But um, if I don't, then again, it's somebody coming in. And <laughs> something to fill that space. Sure. So the comment is when watching the or observing the breath at the nostrils, when she breathes in, it's distinct, and there's some continuity of sensations that you can pay attention to. But when she breathes out, it's kind of imperceptible, and it's as if the hordes of thoughts that are waiting at the door kind of rush in and take you away. That sounds familiar. (laughs) What to do? Um, You can, when the breathing in is distinct and you feel that, note breathing in. If breathing out is imperceptible, then don't do breathing out. Don't, don't hold your attention there, but just note sitting, for example. Just note, oh, the whole body in the sitting posture. So breathing in, sitting. Keeping a distinct quality of sensation that's being known. In time, as the mindfulness gets a little stronger, meaning it's a little more continuous and able to perceive subtler phenomena, you may be able to stay with the in-breath and the out-breath. But on the first day, the, the mindfulness is really weak and erratic and not, not very continuous. So, yeah, the hordes come rushing in and take you away, take your mind away. So, 
uh, use something more distinct like sitting yeah, or touch point. Sometimes we do breathing in at the nostrils, then the touching of the lips. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. Okay, thanks for the questions and comments. Um, even though a few of you asked, I think the answers are often beneficial for others. So I want to encourage any of you who have questions at any time during the question period to ask, knowing full well that many others will also benefit. If not immediately, then at some point in the retreat, they'll remember what was asked and said. So uh, thank you for asking the questions or making the comments about your practice. A couple of um, announcements. Um, we'll offer walking instructions at the end of the next sitting. Some of you may have yogi jobs at this walking, so we'll let you go. But Kamala will offer walking instructions at the end of the next sitting. This afternoon we have scheduled some of you to be seen in groups. So just take a look at the board and see uh, if you're scheduled for today. And the rooms are upstairs at the top of the main stairs, room 109, and just down the hallway is 107 on the left, 108 on the right. So if you could just come, we can have an opportunity to talk about your practice. It is a little bit warm and humid. It may get warmer and it may get more humid. For the most part, it's if we can tolerate it without putting fans in the window and turning on the ceiling fans, that would be uh, most stilling in the hall. If it gets really unbearable, if it gets really hot, really humid, we'll speak to the staff and, and get some fans uh, installed. But if you can bear with you know, just there being some humidity and some temperature, then I think it'll help your mind settle down a little more. So we'll keep monitoring it and we'll have the staff monitor it and we'll be talking with the manager to see when it gets unbearable or if it starts to get unbearable, we'll try to make an adjustment. So thanks for your concern. Anything else? Anything else? Not that I can think. So do your usual walking practice in this period come back for the next sitting and then there'll be further instructions so enjoy your day thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate